to Lunar Magic Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm your host, Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week, we are going to dive into protection. Magical protection is meant to prevent danger, protect from danger, and repel danger. So if danger is your middle name, watch out. Magical protection reinforces the mundane work you do to protect yourself and your property and should not replace them. And what I mean by that is, you know, don't, for, don't think that if you put rosemary at your door, you're going to get away with not locking it at night. Exactly. <laughs> Use common sense, obviously. So when working with those protection spells, just remember, common sense and don't defy the laws of nature. All of that said, there are other dangers than just the physical and mundane in our world. And many of the magical protections that we're going to talk about are going to protect you from them. So we're going to talk about repelling hexes and the evil eye, supernatural creatures and fairies and things like that. Uh, I think you're going to notice as we go through this that a lot of our list is... Um, very similar to the cleansing episode that we did. Um, magic, especially when it just becomes a way of life, protection becomes intertwined with, with cleansing, becomes intertwined with binding or banishing. Like all of these things mm -hmm. become one. Um, and it's sometimes hard to parse out what you're doing. So... If it feels like repeat information, I'm sorry, um, but that's just the way that we do it here. And as always, there's no right or wrong way to do magic. The right way is what feels right to you. Okay, so we're gonna start with salt and herbs. Yay. Okay, so, so, so salt. Um, you know it from cleansing. I'm a big proponent of salt. It's, um, as far as protection goes, just um, putting some in your little power pouch and carrying it around um, will protect you from any negative energies. I like to lay a salt line at my front door to protect uh, from any nasties, uh, especially from any... Um, ethereal sorts of beings crossing my door <clears throat> excuse me yeah i use that salt you created for me um i had the shadow figures in the garage laid it between the two doors and they were never seen again it definitely works um yes yes um salt uh as a protector is great for uh drawing your magical circle when you're doing a big ritual some protective herbs, and I'm just going to run down a really quick little list. I do want to put a warning at the beginning of this list. Do <laughs> not ingest any herbs unless you've done your homework and you know that they are not poisonous. A lot of witchy herbs should not be taken and put into your body. <laughs> there. I said it. This week, I feel that's something that should be said. <laughs> oh. I, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say, just because. <laughs> I, 
I am also an herbalist. I know that there are herbs that are great medicine, but will absolutely kill you if you eat them. Comfrey should not be ingested, but is a lovely poultice for bruising and, and ligaments and things like that. Yeah. So, so just that caveat is out there so nobody can come get us. Uh, some, <laughs> okay. some protective herbs are agrimony, angelica root, burdock, asafoetida, and I'm going to throw this right out there. It asafoetida stinks. It smells to high holy heaven. And that's part of what is its protective property. It's said that that, that nasty smell, that's almost, it's not really sulfuric, but it's kind of there. Hmm. That is what is supposed to drive away demons. Oh, interesting. I, um, yeah. Um, dragon's blood resin, hyssop, juniper berries, basil and bay, lavender, garlic, ginger, marigolds, violets, snapdragons, mallow, and yarrow. Now with some of these herbs, are you, um, are they standalone? Are there certain ones you mix together? Does it matter? It doesn't really matter. I have, um, I mean, Nancy, you've seen my yard. And if you look at this list, you'll notice I have a lot of these things in my yard. Um, so I have, I almost always have snapdragons by, by my front door. Um, because they're said to, because they look like little mouths. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're said to uh, protect you from gossip. Oh, interesting. So different ones have different benefits or protection. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm so asafoetida is going to protect you from darker, uh, more quote evil end quote spirits. Okay. Um, uh, as is garlic. Um, Yarrow is supposed to be more pro healthy protective. Mm -hmm. um, so to protect your health and kind of prevent germs from coming in as, and rosemary does that too. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just trying to think of any, yeah. Um, so none like a specific, I would blend these three ingredients together for this solution or is it all pretty much a, a thing of what you're doing it for it's going to depend on what you're doing it for and what you what you have access to not all these things are going to grow in all climates or be easy to find and you know good luck finding um asafoetida if you're in the middle of nowhere yeah so um kind of like uh, oil where you you have these basic ingredients, but you can do, you know, if you don't have this, you can do these two or three things. So it's not. Yeah. A yeah. And like, and remember, and I'm going to, I keep, I feel like I keep saying this, but um, maybe I just feel like that because I do this all the time, but um, you know, go to your spice section at your local Walmart or your local, um, Asian market or your local um, uh, 
Hispanic market, Latin market, they're going to have, especially the Asian market or the Latin market, uh, the Latin markets, they're going to have less expensive herbs. They're going to have a wider variety than you're going to find at Kroger's or Safeway. And, um, into that market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you don't need these, you don't need these herbs to be growing fresh at your doorstep. Yeah. You're a lot of what, when we get into, um, the whys and how fours, you're going to find that really a lot of what you're doing is using these herbs in power pouches and to dress candles and, or okay. to blend with salt to do, you know, so you don't need them fresh. You can use the dried herbs. Okay, great. Okay, okay crystals. Yeah, crystals are one of my favorites. Okay, so some basic protective crystals are amethyst, smoky and clear quartz, labradorite, black tourmaline, black obsidian, and fluorite. Yeah, that's, um, this is an interesting one for me. Um, Troy was having really bad nightmares like every night. Such nightmares that I was thinking there's more than just his subconscious, something's going on. So with Kristen's help, I selected amethyst, selenite, and rose quartz. I put the amethyst on his desk, and the other two are sitting on his um, end table, his nightstand. And he hasn't had a nightmare since. So I guess my feeling that he was under attacks by something in his dreams was probably correct. Yeah. And then I also thought, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about my granddaughter's dream catcher and how I put the amethyst and the rose quartz in that. So there's a lot, there's a lot of there from different cultures where people use, use the crystals to protect, but you don't even think about until. And, um, you know, now we see the, the babies with the, the amber teething rings or the teething necklaces and um, used to be instead of amber it would be coral because coral was thought to be super protective but now coral is endangered so don't exactly so you have to do something else yeah so you know and again it all comes down to what what is going to work the best for you i um i don't like black tourmaline every time i touch it it feels oily and sticky and unpleasant to me so i don't use black tourmaline I instead I, I always have um i have some obsidian but not yeah i have obsidian somewhere i have a big chunk of it somewhere but um but i usually tend to stick to um amethyst or um i personally also like topaz as a protector mm -hmm. But that's me. So. Okay, now our next one is going to be circle of protection. So a circle of protection is just standard, pretty standard magical protection. You um, 
you can draw them uh, around, around and before you perform a big ritual. You can draw them around a sick bed or a death bed, around your baby's crib to protect your baby. Um, and you can draw them with literally anything you can draw. Chalk, charcoal, cornmeal is very good, flour. Uh, I really like some red brick dust in yes, literally everything I do. Um, yeah. Rum, salt, tobacco, whiskey. Um, I will say if you're protecting against, let's say, magical creatures, you're going to want to tailor that to something they don't like. Yeah, so no. So, <laughs> so I might not, if I'm trying to protect myself from a bunch of um, fae, I probably wouldn't draw my circle with whiskey. Yeah. Would still work, it just wouldn't be, you know. Maybe right um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I've used twigs that I've just found out in the forest when I needed to draw a quick one out in the middle of nowhere um didn't we do rocks at the ocean once i think we did or was that that might have been me and someone else yeah i'm trying to remember that would be a good thing to do though at the mm -hmm. go back and i just picked up a, just gathered up a bunch of rocks and made we should have done it when we did our um that one time when the crows ate all our food. No, well, yeah, <laughs> cornbread. cornbread. Uh, that really, the important thing to remember when you're drawing your protection circle is to make sure there's no gaps in the circle. So mm -hmm. if you're, you know, you don't want, um, you want it to be a clean, smooth wall and you don't want even the smallest gap because the smallest gap means that there's a weakness in the wall. So look at it, kind of think of it that way. Uh, one thing I've been doing for months now is um, I'm laying or meditating, I envision a circle around me, and then I actually push that circle out to enclose family and friends. So I visualize it being around everybody. I don't know if it does anything, but it just came to me and I started doing that. The psychic circle around people I love and care for. So. You know me, I like to do things different. Okay, that's a good, if it works for you, it works for you. I always, um, actually, this leads us right, it, it's always that, uh, that, uh, that scene from the Pirates of the Caribbean where she hands him a jar of dirt and he was like, it's just a jar of, jar of dirt. And she was like, well then give it back. And he's like, no, if it works, <laughs> like if you jar of dirt. <laughs> if you believe the magic works, the magic will work. Yeah, it's all about Period. intent. Period. All about intent. So that yep. leads us, which is a good thing, it leads us into witches' jars. <laughs> you did that perfectly. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so a witch's jar is literally just a jar that you, the witch, make. You can fill it with any number of things depending on what you need it to do. 
but if you're doing it for protection, um, my go-to is a bunch of bent pins and needles that I, I personally hand bend with pliers um, and sharp pointy things. So save your broken glass or your, you know, things like that. Um, What's the purpose of bending nails? Yeah, I've never asked you that before. It's just always what I've done. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if there was a symbolic thing regarding that or if that's just been. Well, okay. So, uh, so when I was growing up, my, my grandmother had uh, a wall in her garage full of jars of bent and used nails, and she would give them out to people. It's and, kind of that's been hand down to you without her specifically saying this. Yeah. And generations. when I started to get into the craft, I realized, oh, those were witches jars. They, and I don't remember her. I don't remember ever seeing her make them, but I just remember those were the things in the, in the garage. And, um, I think my feeling is because typically I use a, which is jarred to catch something and kind of trap it where I want it to stay. Um, and I think the bending helps trap and confuse and things like that. Um, you can use other things. I've heard of people using pine needles and I've heard of people using, um, broken mirrors and um, uh, the teeth from a comb, like they oh. broke off the teeth from a comb and put those in there. Mm -hmm. um, you can add vinegar if you want. You can add um, urine. People will use urine. Um, if you're trying to protect against someone very specific, if you have a piece of their hair, throw that on in there too. And then you seal it up. And I like to seal mine with wax on the outside. I just melt a candle down and just, it's a time consuming process and messy as I'll get out. But, um, and then I just put it where, like, I have one up in my attic because that's where I need the thing I share my house with to stay is up in the attic. Um, I have one by my bedroom door just to keep out anything that might want to try to come in. Just put them where you want them. Unless you know, I just, yeah, I put them where you want them. <laughs> yeah. I, and well, you know, you've made numerous ones for me and um, the funniest one is when we had increased activity and you said, well, I'll make you a new one. That other one was old. And the next day I picked up on my ghost app, Kristen Jar, thanks. And so I think the nicer ghosts were saying thanks for keeping that other thing out. Um, I've only used them in that way, mostly keeping them outside my door um, so they can't come in my room. Can you use it if you felt like some uh, another person was attacking you psychically? Or that protection too? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and, and I know um, I've heard of them being put under your bed to prevent nightmares, things like that. Yeah, 
that uh, leads us into floor washes. So a floor wash or any other magically charged cleanser is going to work very similarly. Um, at, you know, we already went over them in the cleansing episode, but a lot of them also have protective properties. Um, and a lot of them are good for, as you cleanse, you're just kind of also washing over. So with a really good um, wood cleaner, not only are you cleaning the wood, but as you clean the wood, you're laying down a layer of protection mm -hmm. to the wood. That's what these floor washes are doing. Okay. And um, so typically you wash your doorway, you wash your entryway. Um, thresholds are liminal spaces and liminal spaces are always magical and always have both promise and always have both and always have danger. Um, so frequently our most ignored liminal space is our front door because um, we use it so often and we don't think about it. Um, and there's loads of ways to protect that front door. Um, rosemary on either side or other protective herbs, um, <clears throat> line of brick dust or salt at, just at the front door. Gargoyles are historically door guardians. A jar of raw rice just outside the threshold is going to absorb any negative energy anybody crossing the threshold might bring with them. Yeah, I just thought about, you know, the tradition of uh, throwing rice at the bride and groom. Do you think originally that was a way of protecting their path that they were going down or their life? What it was always told to me was it was to wish them prosperity, that they have like the wife's tale with it or whatever is supposed to be. You're supposed to have as many years together as grains of rice are thrown at you. And then you're supposed to be that prosperous too. So yeah, that's what I was always told. You know, I've used the four thieves oil on the doors and on the ceiling and obviously salt on the doorway. So that's to this working. That leads us into personal protectors. Okay. So when I'm calling on personal protectors or allies to help protect you and your family, et cetera, et cetera, you could call on animal allies. Um, side note, we avoid the use of the term spirit animal or totem animal here at Lunar Magic Tea Time because we are not from those cultures and many of those are closed. Just a reminder, we work really hard on that. Um, calling on animal allies that are tied to any deities you are working with is a great idea and most deities have animals associated with them. Um, but you can call on any animal that feels right. You um, can obviously call on deities to be personal protectors. Um, they'll probably ask for something in return. Mm -hmm. And not all of them are as protective as they are something else. So I work, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. work with a battle goddess. She'll 
protect me in, quote, battle, end quote, but I'm less likely to be protected um, from gossip or from um, illness or things like that. If with her, she's going to go a totally different route with me. Yeah, um, you ask for and from whom? Oh, I'm really oh. reading an interesting book about all this, and um, what he says is you need to be very careful and very specific in what you're asking help for and what you will give in return. Yes, and um, and and you know that's a really great point because it's so asks us to remember intent it all it all goes back to be intent what you're asking for is your intent what you're willing to part with is also your intent yeah. Okay. so yeah um you know if you're if you come from a christian background or if you're a christian witch you can call on guardian angels or um saints um there's a long tradition of saints being used in uh magic um whether it's hoodoo or santeria or things like that um both closed systems but yeah. they absolutely use saints and there's christian witches okay here we go with recipe four thieves vinegar is one of the best protectorants, protectorants, whatever, that you can have um, in your magical arsenal, hands down. Um, now, this is, okay, so everything I do is very much the, I cook like a grandma. I don't do measurements. I don't. Yep. Pinch of this, a handful of that. And, you know, I work until I'm told, stop, it's done, it's ready. Um, so if you need exact measurements, I'm sorry, I'm not your girl. Um, but so we're going to start with, you're going to start with a jar, any size. You're going to fill that jar mostly full with apple cider vinegar. But you're going to leave room because you're going to add garlic does not matter if it's peeled or mashed okay. or anything um just add that garlic but do separate out the individual cloves so the apple cider vinegar can kind of get in there and do its thing okay add four of the following from this list only four okay so you're going to add either black pepper whole cayenne peppers or any other type of chili pepper, okay. coriander, lavender, mint, rosemary, rue, sage, thyme, or wormwood. How much you add of each one is up to you, but remember you're only picking four from this list. Okay. Um, I really enjoy using the actual plant matter when I can, but you can absolutely use essential oils if you need to. Okay. Don't let that be a hindrance. And technically, 
So then you're going to let it sit for seven days. You're going to shake it once a day or so. Um, when you, and then you're going to strain it and put it into a sprayer or some other form of, you know, some other bottle that you can use. It should last about three months before it starts to kind of get funky. Mm -hmm. um, but if you see a film on it or anything like that, that of the just the strained vinegar, toss it. Okay. Um, and that's it. That's Four Thieves vinegar. It's pretty inexpensive to make. Apple cider vinegar isn't that much. Garlic is usually pretty inexpensive. Um, you can find almost everything on that list um, at your local grocery store or your local um, Latin or Asian market. Um, the only thing you may have trouble finding is wormwood. Yeah. And that, if you really feel like you need to use wormwood, go buy a little bottle of absinthe. Oh, okay. Well, rosemary, sage, and thyme, that's in my poultry blend. So I got three cupboards, just buy a little package of that. See, exactly. The black pepper, and, do you use the black, just the pepper, or do you have to have, use the seasoning, or do you have to have? Black peppers, you can use either the kernel, the corns that you put in your pepper grinder and grind up, or, okay. you just, or just shake the black pepper in there. Just shake the black pepper in there. I've taken dried chilies and stuck the whole chili in there, not done. It doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't want to be perfect. Yeah, just whatever you think. Yeah, I bought the last one and, you know, I'm, a lot of people probably won't agree with me, but I love the smell. Sometimes I just spray in the room just because it's clean and refreshing. Um, so I'm definitely going to make one. Uh, maybe they'll make a list for next week to do. And then did we talk about, is it better to use uh, fresh or dried? Does it matter? Like it I doesn't matter. It honestly, I have not seen any. I've, I've made multiple batches and I've never had any problem and I've never seen any difference between dried or fresh or yeah. if you use fresh, you're likely to have a stronger scent. That's probably going to be your biggest difference. Okay. Um, and so the next thing I kind of want to, you know, I talk a lot about brick dust and I want to just kind of go over quickly how to do that. Okay. It's super simple. You're going to find a red brick and you're going to know it's a real brick when it breaks apart relatively easy. Okay. And then you're just going to smash the bejeebies out of it until it's a fine powder. Hmm. I, <laughs> and I know you talk a lot about brick dust that you put it in. I use it for everything and but it's so cathartic to make your own brick dust you can buy it but um if you make your own um i spread out a giant the one of the last times i made it i spread out a giant um heavy duty black um garbage bag out mm -hmm. in my backyard and i just took a hammer and the brick and just went to town scooping up the dust as I went, it took about three days to finish off a, a big um, 32 ounce jar, but that jar lasted me three years. And then you just use it for any spell or protection or? Yeah. 
And now I now I do them in smaller batches, but um, I have a mortar and pestle that is just for magical use. I don't no food goes into it. Yeah. Because I'm grinding up bricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might not be good for a little more fiber in your next meal. And you know, the occasional bit of graveyard nonsense. Yes. Oops. Talk about. <laughs> graveyard brick. Yes, well, oh, my graveyard bricks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then you can take that base brick dust and mix it with black salt or uh, regular salt or rosemary or whatever and just have this really heavy duty protective line at your thresholds or around your property or wherever you feel you need that heavy heavy duty protection like that. that's what um, you mean the black salt right or you can have ashes or that that just beefs up the protection of the salt yes iron filings oh you've made me black salt before oh uh iron we did not talk about iron iron mm -hmm. is very protective but it's especially protective against Fae, fairies, um, the little people, the seely and unseely courts, they don't like iron and neither do a lot of those types of creatures. So if you want to work with them, you're not going to want iron. You're not going to want to use iron a lot. Mm -hmm. I, um, I have places where we keep that we keep pretty iron free so that they're welcome to come in and work. And then we have places where we're like, nope. Yeah, no, no fairy allowed. Yeah. yeah. That's a good thing yeah. to know. Sometimes you know, it hasn't happened in a while, knock on wood. Um, there for a while, they were constantly taking my rings. Well, maybe I shouldn't say it hasn't happened in a while because I have been wearing jewelry because <laughs> I don't leave the house. <laughs> Who knows like, anywhere these days? I better check my jewelry box because I don't remember the last time I put jewelry on. That's one more thing that after you've been out, you have to come back in and yep. I don't even go out with my purse anymore. It's just my little thing that has just a credit card and my driver's license. God, I haven't even been out. And <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of Lunar Magic Tea Time. Uh, we hope you were able to get something useful out of this conversation. Um, as always, you can find us at on Facebook uh, at Lunar Magic Tea Time, and you can find us online at LunarMagicTeaTime.com. You can email us any questions you have at Lunar at LunarMagicTeaTime.com. And as always, have a magical week.